Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian, hey, Dad, and Robbie Falk here with you on a Friday morning. Thanks for joining us and starting your weekend here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo. Over in Tupelo, it would it would be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Lumberton. Oh yes, home of Terry Grant. Am I right? Terry Grant. Yeah, that's right. I remember him. Hit somebody hits the rain over somebody so hard one night they puked. <laughs> that's a good. That's good. That's what I like to hear. Those are the kind of stories I like. He was a beast, man. Yeah, he really was. I'm, that one year, he was awesome at Alabama. That one year, one year, and then same didn't just really like, do anything eh. else. Saban, Saban didn't, want to run, didn't want him to run the football. I don't know. I don't know. I, that's why that's Saban. I don't know about him. I'm not sure he's a great coach or not. Anyway, wherever you are in our great, great country, you're looking for Strange Brew Coffee. You can have it delivered right to your door. Just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. They'll ship it right to you every single time. Whatever kind of coffee machine is on your front counter, they got you covered at Strange Brew Coffee House. I was thinking about something today, guys. The holidays, they just keep getting closer. It's October. It's spooky season, all right? Now, I do believe in the sanctity of the holidays, right? And what I mean by that is it is Halloween until it's Halloween. Then we go into Thanksgiving. Let's not start putting up Christmas lights. Let's not start playing Christmas carols yet. But I'm just saying it being prepared is never a bad idea. So maybe you need to head over to College Corner, one of their two locations in the Jackson area, originally by Fleet Feet, Flowed by the Half Shell. Or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. And maybe it's time to start thinking about what you're going to get your family for Christmas. They want maroon and white gear. They want new stuff. You want to get some new things for the house, for the car. You get them at College Corner. Don't let the holidays sneak up on you. Shop now with College Corner. Humble Taco is Startville's best Mexican restaurant. And this weekend with the weather we're supposed to have, oh my gosh, the patio, that is prime real estate. This weekend, a seat on the humble taco patio uh, is going to be or out, out front. There is as good a spot as any to be in this city on Saturday, Friday and Saturday. So head on over there, order a margarita, order some chips and salsa, order some Mexican food that you can't get anywhere else. You can only get it at the home of Mexican fare with Mississippi roots, humble taco. I've been talking about it. By the way, I don't know if you guys, once again, I always tell you, you know, follow Firehouse Subs on Twitter because they're always talking about stuff. Guys, they got a prime rib sub coming. You're going to have to go check that out pretty soon. I saw they had a little teaser today. They're like, hey, dude, there's a word puzzle. I figured it out because I'm I'm super smart. And it was really easy. So go check that out for sure. You definitely want to, I mean, prime rib, I mean. You know it's going to be good. And don't forget, this is First Responders Month over at uh, Firehouse Subs, the month of October. 
Whenever you place your order, you get the option to buy a medallion, $1, $5, or $25. And all of that money, 100% of that money goes to support the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation, which donates millions of dollars a year in equipment and training to our local communities, including $800,000 across the state of Mississippi. That's real money getting pumped into our communities just by you buying a sandwich. So check that out. Head over to Firehouse Subs, locations in Starville and Oxford, Columbus and Tupelo, Flowood and Madison. It is Friday. You know what that means? The three Bs. I, I was going to see if you had anything else. Okay. Um, it means I'm going to eat a sandwich for lunch. Maybe, maybe not for Firehouse Subs, but it'll 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 do. Some roast beef and ham. Oh, I got two meats on there. Oh, I go three meats. I put some pepperoni on there too. Roast beef, ham, pepperoni. Ooh, it's good. We need to get that at Firehouse Subs. We need to have it. Okay, call, so call <clears throat> here's how this came about. All right. During the summer, one time I was keeping Natty at home. Okay. And she said she wanted a sandwich. So, you know, I put everything out on the table. Like, what do you want? And she just pointed to like all of it, and I was like, okay, I'll just throw it all together. So I just put it all in one sandwich, a little mustard, mayonnaise, a little pickle. I know you love pickle. Mm. And um, it was actually really good. So that's been my go-to sandwich ever since. Two of your regular sandwich meats, put some pepperoni on there, a little mm-hmm. pickle, and we're good to go. No cheese? I don't really do cheese on cold sandwiches. I like for mine to be melted. Uh, well, I'm, okay. okay. All right. You know what? You know what? It's Friday. I don't feel like arguing today. I mean, there's I, I so many things that I, I there's so many things that I could just scoff at you about when it comes I don't to feel like around. arguing today. I just don't. I mean, let's just it, let's just leave this we're, behind. We're talking to somebody that doesn't like French fries. We're talking to somebody that don't like French fries. Whatever you don't like eggs. Whatever you want to do. Pickles. You know what? Yeah, uh, no, you're I, not going to talk over me. Okay, you I, are not going to talk over me. I'm not taking this anymore. I'm from just you. saying, let's let you know. Bye. We're gonna let 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 live and let live. We're gonna learn from our friend Bart Gregory, who talked about forgiveness today. We're gonna. I forgive. I forgive you for not liking eggs. I forgive you for not for wanting the, cheese on your sandwich. For telling people at the restaurant, Tyler, can you just can you leave the eggs off of that I don't Mississippi like River biscuit? That's the, one of the most amazing Liquid breakfast chicken. items of all time. It's baby chickens. I don't want to eat that. You're missing out. I, I mean, adult th- chicken. Do you eat cake? Do you eat pie? I, but then it's different. You, it's different. No, the it's eggs different. are in there. Eggs are yeah, in but there. You don't, you're not eating eggs. You're just the eggs are in there. You can't. You can't detect them. Whoever cooked you eggs way back in the day did a terrible job. They must have just given you just plain eggs with no salt and pepper on it. And my mom knows how to that. cook. She know, but I just don't like eggs. I don't like eggs. This is ridiculous. Not putting this cheese shows. on a sandwich. Now we're now we're going. Now we're arguing. We can have we can have che- a sandwich without cheese, no, especially cold. No. I don't want I don't want the cold All sandwiches strip of, need cheese. I don't want a cold strip of cheddar cheese sitting mm, on my sandwich. That's what you want. Yeah. No, I want it melted. No, I disagree. Anyway, you disagree with what I like. Okay, I disagree that you're right. I know my own truth. Well, Bob agrees with me that you have some terrible food takes. And he said he will not stand for this anymore. But we're not going to talk. Bob is a person who eats off of people's tables 
after they've left the restaurant. All right. He literally <laughs> picks up garbage and puts it in his mouth. Okay. So That's I don't want to hear anymore about Bob Carscadden's food takes. <laughs> all right. The That's guy how, eats refuse. That's how good the food at restaurant Tyler is. It, it's good, but it's not so good that I'm going to go after a table's left and beat the bus boy to the table so that I can put this piece <laughs> of food in my mouth like Bob. It's like asking me for nutrition takes, all right? <laughs> How dare you? How dare you, sir? I think Bob still knows what good food is. He just doesn't he does. have any he does, he doesn't, he doesn't have, have any, have any uh, control over his his impulses to eat garbage. <laughs> all right. Once I get up from the table and I leave the plate on the table and I'm walking away, some that has changed from food to garbage. I don't like to eat off of anyone's plate mm-hmm. if they're not like my wife or something right. anyway. Yeah. Like if, if I'm like hanging I, out, if we, let's say we went and got a steak and I got a steak and you got a pork chop, right? And you're like, that steak looks good. I might cut you a bite off and put it on your plate. Be like, here, it's great. Yeah. But as for you coming to my plate, no. No, but your wife gonna, Yeah. A, a female I'm not going to eat. Is different. I'm not going to eat something that's already been eaten on. Right. That's just sitting on somebody's plate. I, I can't do it. He'll do it. He'll dive in. Try to beat the... He's a, beat the, he's beat a the raccoon. <laughs> well, we say all that to say. Let's talk about Mississippi State, Arkansas. <laughs> what a start to the weekend this is. This is. Ah. All right, so the latest on K.J. Jefferson, I, I saw a clip from uh, Sam Pittman. I don't know if that was like his coach's show or, or what, but basically that... KJ Jefferson did practice on Wednesday, but I got the impression, Robbie, and I don't know if you've heard this clip or not, but that it was a very limited practice. That it was not he's out there running the offense, and you know they were just. I, I don't know that he even saw any contact or, or that he, you know he was even in full pads. He they plan to travel with him down here, which would give you the impression they think he can play. Because, I mean, when travel spots, you know, roster spots are kind of limited. You you don't want to, you know, dress somebody who cannot contribute. I'm not really sure which way this is leaning. I think it's still leaning towards a no, but it feels like they're going to give him every possible chance to play. Two things are happening here. Either Sam Pittman legitimately, they, they absolutely just don't know, and they just have to wait until the last minute, or they're trying to that they know he's not going to play and they're trying to keep Mississippi State guessing a little bit because if he was if he was absolutely going to play you would come out and say he's going to play there's nothing for you I mean state's going to be prepared for him no matter what so there's nothing for you to hide as far as KJ Jefferson is concerned and what he does but you can have Mississippi State focusing solely on KJ Jefferson with a little bit of film work and spending the time on everybody and trying to you know you know, throw state off a little bit, or it just could be that he really just they just don't know until game time because you know sometimes it does come down to that. He's probably still experiencing some symptoms uh, because you're not going to be limited in practice like that if you aren't. If he if he was ready to go, he'd be ready to go. They'd be he'd be practicing you know full tilt and all that. Mm-hmm. So he must be if he is questionable at this point and he's not out then he must still be considering they, they must still be 
having some symptoms there. Because they have, because again, that I mean, it's got to be a hundred percent. He's cleared to play yeah. with what's happened with Tua and all that. A true game dot came time decision. It appears to be for the for Arkansas in this one. So I think the way I see this game is it's going there's going to be points scored because Arkansas's defense is is bad and state is going to be able to move the football and score points against them. I, I believe that. So if 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 Jefferson doesn't play, I just don't see a path for Arkansas because I don't feel like offensively they'll be able to do enough. Jefferson gives them the kind of weapon that they can they can go shot for shot with Mississippi State. Without him, I I just don't know. Is it just this simple for Mississippi State? If he doesn't play, they're going to win, right? I mean, I feel like it. They should. I feel like they should win anyway. They're right. good enough to win this game anyway, and it's at home. I mean – they're favored. They should win this game. But if he's not playing, I just I don't see a path. I mean, you're throwing in two guys that are quite one dimensional, um, at least from what they've shown so far in college. Hornsby has shown nothing as far as a pass passing game is concerned. Cade Fortin is a passer, so you know KJ Jefferson gives them what they have to have to be the offense they want to be. I think. And like I said, I, I think that <clears throat> I think that uh, Kendall Browse can scheme up some things, no matter who's at quarterback, that can hide some deficiencies and things like that. But can you score consistently? <clears throat> can you keep drives alive consistently um, with the two quarterbacks that you have coming in there against an SEC defense? That's going to be the question. Yeah. KJ Jefferson can do that. They'll they'll be perfectly fine, I think, with him out on the field. I think their offense will be good enough to stay in the ball game. Mm-hmm. But I agree. you know, it's a game that it could get ugly if KJ's not in there because you're playing quarterbacks that quite frankly have not experienced this kind of atmosphere and been on this kind of stage since they've been at Arkansas. And don't you get the impression that if it's a if it's a new quarterback like that, especially if it's this walk-on Kate Fortin, that Arnett's going to do everything in his power to throw coverages and blitz packages that he has not seen at him. This could be a game where Arnett really ratchets up the pressure. Oh, I think that's exactly – I think they're bringing the house if Cade Fortin's back there. I think they're going to pop him as much as they possibly can, just like they do with Max Johnson. And if he hits a big play, you just say, okay, that's, that's fine. Uh, this could be very similar to what we saw with Jolie Dunn, you know, if, that, if that's the case. But – you're going to have to be careful if um, if KJ Jefferson's in the game because mm-hmm. he can make you pay when you do that. And I'm, you know, blitzing him constantly, I don't know if that's going to be able to work. But you absolutely do it if Fortin's back there. I mean, I just don't. And from what I've read, Fortin has been taking most of the first team reps at practice. So that looks like. That's going to be the option if they and they they'll probably I imagine they'll probably throw neighbors in there too, you would think, uh, just kind of do, try to change it up and give them, give state some different looks. But it looks like Fortin is going to be the guy if Jefferson's out. For for Arkansas, whoever is behind center, they're going to have a great running back to give the ball to in Rocket Sanders. Now last week, you know Devon Ashan, he got his yards. He was over a hundred yards, but only sixteen carries for him. I feel like 
they're going to lean on Sanders in this game anyway, but that kind of plays into what Mississippi State can do defensively. They're a very good run. So I think this is going to be a big game for Jet Johnson. I think he's going to have a lot of opportunities to make tackles. Arkansas being conservative, I feel like they're going to have to be, but at the same time, that is exactly what you don't want to be. You want to be trying to throw the ball and beating State in blitz, when they blitz, trying to find guys down the field. And, and the, they were open. They're open, but State's doing a good job of getting pressure, or at least they did last week. Can Sanders carry this team, you think, to to keeping this game relatively – it's so weird to talk about this game in these these terms, by the way. This is an Arkansas team that was ranked in the top 10 two weeks ago. And here we're yeah. talking about, yeah, State could just run them off the field. But can they Sanders were a little, keep them in the game? Yeah, that, and they, they were a little – They were uh, a little overrated. Fraudy. They were a little but, I mean, if they, had beaten A&M, if they had beaten A&M, they would be coming to this game like in the top 15. Yeah, because they're only lost to Alabama. Only lost to Alabama, which nobody's going to punish you. Yeah, that, I just feel like they're this team that they have is is a little um, one dimensional in, in in certain aspects. Um, I think their offense isn't as one dimensional when they have KJ Jefferson in there, but when he's out, I mean, what are you going to do? And then their defense is just so bad against the pass. Uh, but anyway, to your point about Sanders, I don't think that he can carry them because I don't think you're going to be able to just run the football in state and just run it down the field. Uh, you can bust some big plays, and you know he might have 100 yards in this game. Wouldn't surprise me, a lot like what happened last week. But you're not going to be able to just line up and say, okay, we're just going to run the football, come stop it, and state's mm-hmm. not able to stop it. I don't think that's going to be the case. See, that's my thought process is, do you just say, you know what, let's go with Hornsby and let's try to figure out a run-heavy game plan with those two guys? Because I think that could be effective. I don't know. If State's run defense is really good, but, I mean, a good RPO plan against them might be – that might be the way to go. I feel like Pittman and, and Braz are going to have something up their sleeve if Jefferson can't go. They're going to try to give MSU a look that they're not prepared for. Braz is a great play caller, great offensive coordinator, and Pittman has shown he's not afraid to do some some different things. I feel like something we're going to see something on Saturday that we're not talking about right now. You could, but I mean, last year I thought their offense was better, and State held them out of the end zone for like two and a half quarters. I mean, State mm-hmm. I thought State really adjusted well on them. It's going to be a chess match, you know. It's going to be who who can scheme it up the best because I, I feel like State's going to have the edge, especially if Jefferson's out on the defensive side, like with the talent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be all about for Arkansas. Can they scheme up some things, like I said, to hide the deficiencies that they have? And not, all of this is contingent on Jefferson being out. Because if he's in the game, I, I think they're going to be able to do some things on offense. But if he's out, I just don't know a path for them to, to win this game. It, it'll have to be defenses creating some turnovers. You're hitting some big plays you didn't expect to hit, things like that. I do wonder about this team and its ability, this Arkansas team, and its ability to overcome adversity. Last week, or two weeks ago against Texas A&M, right? Yeah, you give up the big play and the defensive touchdown, but you were still really in control of that game. And you just, you, you never really got back. Um, and, and and they didn't they didn't respond. I, I, you know, you don't have a big play like that. Okay, let's let's bounce back. You would think with a veteran team, veteran quarterback, that would happen, and it didn't. Last week, I thought they did a better job of it. You know, they're down 28-7 at one point, and then it looks like, okay, it's going to be a whitewash. And they got back in the game, and then, you know, Alabama became Alabama again. So this team has been sort of up and down this year. 
Mississippi State has been, for the most part, up. Even you know the LSU game just got away from them there in in the, the fourth quarter. I wonder what happens if, if, especially if there's no KJ for Arkansas, what happens if State gets out to a, to a quick lead in in this one? Yeah, because especially at home for State, because Arkansas they came back last week, but they were on their home field. They didn't mm-hmm. have fans on top of them the whole time and things just really escalating there in that regard and Bryce Young went out the game in this game if if State gets an early lead in this and you have the the crowd behind you and you you know if KJ Jefferson's hurt you got backup quarterbacks in there that they're starting to yell at each other things like that there's some miscommunication I mean it could really unravel Mm -hmm. for Arkansas so I think that's gonna. I think the crowd can really play a factor in this game for State. This is a team that's lost back-to-back games. They're reeling a little bit. Uh, like you said, against Texas A&M, when they faced adversity, they just kind of crumbled. Even though they did have a chance to win that game, still. So I, you know, it's the the crowd to me could be the the ultimate X factor for Mississippi State if they're able to get a good group in there and and have a loud atmosphere. You mentioned the crowd. We talked a little bit about it prior to the end. There's still a good bit of tickets available to this game. Do we think it's going to be an, an, an outstanding and an excited crowd? We'll see. I mean, the it's it's up to state fans at this point. I mean, it's states doing everything they can. These these chick these tickets are as cheap as I've ever seen them. Fifteen bucks, twenty five dollars. I've seen some on the secondary market mm-hmm. for seven dollars. Yeah. I mean, they're almost being given away. So, I mean, at this point, there, there's really no excuses other than you just, I mean, you just don't want, you just want to watch the game on TV. And, and listen, I get that too. I mean, it's, it's hard to leave the couch at this point. But the whole thought that, you know, well, it costs a lot of money. Well, I mean, you have a 70 inch television in your living room. I mean, that costs a lot of money. So, I mean, it's, it's about people deciding whether or not they want to go to this game. And uh, the, for Mississippi State, to, to take the next step as a program, I think there's got to be buy-in from the fan base too. I think that goes hand-in-hand. Hand. You know, it's up to Mike Leach to win ball games and the players to execute. It's up to the fans to get in the stands and make a great atmosphere, especially for an 11 a.m. game, which can be tough. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree. And, and you know, we think back – we always point back to that Texas A&M game from 2014 and how fantastic the atmosphere was and all that. But for that one game, there have been a dozen 11 a.m. games that are just, you know, you just sleepwalk through and the yeah. crowd's just not into it. And, and, you know, you don't have that, uh, that, that spark that you want. I, I, I feel weird. You know, I, I don't like to lecture on, on, on attendance, especially, you know, you think about basketball the past few years and, and how contentious that's been as far as, you know, talking about attendance. But at the end of the day, you know, if you're a big time football program and you're playing a, a big home game against a conference opponent, people need to be there. One, yeah. you know, and if you're not, if you're not doing that, if if you're not getting those kind of crowds, then you're just not a big time football program. No, you know? and you, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to lecture either. Right. I'm just, I'm pointing out, you know, whenever, uh, whenever you mention something about the crowd, and then people start using these excuses that a lot of them don't exist. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like. No, like I, I just want to say no. That's not that's not what's happening here. You know, like well, state hadn't played any good teams. Well, this had a, a top twenty team. I mean, we could say what we want to about A and M. That was a top twenty football program mm-hmm. coming into your stadium, and there were thousands of empty seats at a three p.m. game with right. some great weather. 
You know, I mean, if we're talking about, well, it's too expensive. Well, tickets are being given away, basically. Yeah. The concession stands are as cheap as they are anywhere in the entire SEC. There's seven home games. I'll give you full credit that three of them are crap. Memphis, Bowling Green, East Tennessee State. You don't want to show up. I don't care. I'm not. I would. It's fine. But there's four conference games. You only get four a year. Literally, there's 52 weekends in the year. Four of them, there are SEC home games in Starkville, Mississippi. If you're a Mississippi State fan, these are the four weekends you have circled. Now, I understand there are thousands of MSU fans out there who just can't afford it, right? But there are also, there are, there's no way you're going to convince me there aren't 50,000, 55,000 Mississippi State fans who can't find their way to Starkville on Saturday. You're, just, you're not going to be able to convince me of that. So if there's not a good crowd, I mean, at this point, I would assume the only good crowd you'll have this season is the Georgia game. And, it, and if, I mean, you're not doing it for the opponent. Right. It, sh- it shouldn't be, well, it's the opponent. No, it should be that you're a fan of this team. You want this team to succeed. Mm-hmm. And, again, I'm like, I'm not trying to be I, a hypocrite. I feel like we're not it's preachy, but it just is what I mean, it is. And we're, and we're not paying for tickets. So I, I mean, I completely – Yeah. I mean, I, I get what people are saying. You know, we have to invest money and time. We have to look after our kids, stuff like that. I mean, I get that. Believe me. Mm-hmm. And for those people that just absolutely can't do it, I absolutely understand that. But for the people that's like, you know, we live in, you know, Jackson. I mean, uh, what are we what are we talking about here? There, there's thousands of people that come from Jackson every single week. Yeah. So when when I see somebody say I'm making a I'm making a seven hour trip to come see Mississippi State play, I, there's a lot of people that I just I can't listen to excuses from when I see when I hear somebody say that. No, no I'm doubt. Sorry, I just, no I just question can't. about it. So, all right, with all that said, get in the stadium on Saturday. Yeah, let's see what we, what happens. Let's move on into the second half of the show. We'll give you our playmakers and our predictions, and that's brought to you by our good friends at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. If you're tailgating this weekend, beef. Cooking at home, beef. If you're going out to dinner, beef. Make it pretty simple for you. I mean, who's turning down steak? Who's turning down a hamburger? Who's turning down brisket or picanha or tri-tip or anything? Nobody's turning that down. So head to the grocery store this weekend, put some beef in the shopping cart, and make your family, your tailgating party, everybody really, really happy with some delicious choices from the meat market. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats. I talked earlier about Humble Taco. I'll talk about, about Two Brothers so with all that outdoor seating this weekend with the weather the way it's supposed to be, you just can't miss. you got great restaurants in Starville. Two Brothers right there at the top of with them. you got to head over there this weekend, grab some food, college football on the big screen. I don't know if they've got any live music this weekend, but I'd be willing to bet there's probably something going on. And it's just a great time every time you head over there. So when you're in Starville this weekend or any weekend, make sure you're heading to Two Brothers, the home of smoked southern soul food. Great products and great service. Every business offers you that. Advantage Business Systems delivers that. They deliver it the same way they have for 47 years. They take care of their customers. They treat them like a neighbor and not a number. So when you need copiers and printers, computers, laptops, whatever your business needs, you call Advantage Business Systems. And when you need service on those products, you call them back. And you don't have to talk to somebody overseas. You don't have to talk to an out-of-state uh, cons contractor who may or may not be here this month to take care of that problem. You're talking to somebody here in the state of Mississippi. If that's important to you, 
it's, then it's important to advantage business systems. Call them at 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Don't worry about living the three-stripe life. Shop the Rogue's Collegiate Collection, the best-looking quarter zips and polos available today. Great products, great name brands, and they have the logos that you, the fans, want. And they're I like that the logos are reserved, right? It's not like... Here's the logo. It takes up my entire chest. It's got swirls. It's 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 it's, it's off center just a little bit. No, it's just here's the logo. So everything Adidas does. You know, I didn't want to say it, but yes. Uh, whereas with, with the products, the shirts at the road, the, the, the logo is just nice. It's understated. It's right there. You know who you're cheering for, and you you're, you don't look like a circus act. Is what I'm trying to tell you. So. Head over to the Rogue or shop online at therogue.com and pick up something out of their collegiate collection. Today, you'll thank me later when you shop the Rogue. All right, Mississippi State, Arkansas, time to get into the playmakers. Robbie, offensively, who makes the difference for the Bulldogs? Oh, um, on the offensive side of the ball, I, I really feel like the running game is going to have to come into effect here. And I think that Dylan Johnson's going to have a big game in this, 85 to 100 yards, maybe a couple of touchdowns. He's had a really good start to the season, <clears throat> and um, I think he's going to have a big game here. I just think that – I don't know what Arkansas's game plan is going to be in the past couple of years. It's been that drop eight. I don't know if they can afford to do that, but if they do, do, if they do show that, I think State's going to take advantage of it. I think Dylan Johnson's going to have a big game. That's an interesting choice. Because for me, the other side of the ball, or that side, or I guess I should say the other side of the offense, this is the worst pass defense in the SEC. It's one of the worst in America. I, I just feel like it's it's almost a no-brainer to pick a receiver. So I, I like where you're going with that. But I am going to take a receiver. I'm going to go with Ra-Ra Thomas. I thought he had a huge bounce. When I see a guy have a bounce-back game, that's a good sign that he gets it, that he's not you know, going to be an up-and-down kind of player. He's a guy that you know he realized he, he screwed up. And then the next week he comes back and has his best game. Why would I not take that? So I mentioned it yesterday. I think State will try to test this pass defense early with some deep balls. That's Ra Ra Thomas. You know, throw the 50-50 ball up there. All year long, he's been catching those passes. I think they'll go up top to him at least once or twice early in the game. I think he's, he's I don't know if it's another hundred yard game coming, but I can see another five, six catch game with another trip to the end zone uh dialed up for Ra Ra Thomas. So he's my offensive playmaker. Defensively, what do you say? I'm going to go with Jet Johnson. I think that they're going to be uh, utilizing the rushing attack early and often, and this is the guy that has done the best against the run game for Mississippi State the last two years. And with Nate Watson out for the first two quarters, you've got to have your linebackers step up early and often in this game. I think that Jet's going to have a big game. He's going to have double-digit tackles. He's going to have a tackle or two behind the line of scrimmage. So I think he has a big game. You and I are on the exact same page for this one. I am also going to take Jet Johnson. Anytime State plays a team that likes to run the football, I think that plays right into what State likes to do. Defensively, that linebacking gore is strong. And without uh, Buki Watson out there for the first uh, half, Jet Johnson's going to have to be the guy who runs the show uh, for this linebacking core. So I think that he'll do that. I, I would fully expect him to be close to, if not well over, double-digit tackles in this game and have a real opportunity to, to be the leader of the defense that, that we really do know that he is. 
X Factor, who do you have? Uh, I'm going to go with Tulu in this game. I feel like one of us has him somewhere every single game. We're just mm-hmm. kind of like willing him to make some plays. But the reason I'm going with him is because I think he pops a big kick return at some point in this game. He has a big play, a big catch for a big run. So I'm, I'm going to go with, with Tulu in this game. I think he's going to make a couple of plays. I'm going to stay on defense for, for my playmaker. I feel like if, if we're going to go with the idea that KG doesn't play, and, and that means an inexperienced quarterback, I, that means turnovers, right? So let's go with Jackie Matthews. He hasn't picked a pass off this year. Uh, let's see if he can if he can get that. When, when, when safeties like him who play close to the line of scrimmage a lot of times pick off passes, they turn into touchdowns. More often than not, think about Jonathan Abram and, and when he made when he got his hands on the ball, usually it was going to go the other way. Uh, Emmanuel Forbes last week, I feel like they're going to try to stay away from him. I feel like they will try to avoid Emmanuel Forbes and they'll try to pick on some other guys. Jackie Matthews is a guy who in coverage isn't a liability, so he could be a guy who makes a big play for Mississippi State in this game. Prediction time. Do we need to make two predictions? Do we need to make a KJ prediction and a no KJ prediction? Yeah, I feel like we do. Um, my prediction without KJ Jefferson is Mississippi State 34 24. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I, I think State can win this game by two scores if, if KJ Jefferson's not in the not in the game. If he's playing, I think this is a three point game. I think it's a close ball game that I think State can pull out. Uh, so I'm going with a close game if KJ Jefferson plays and a relatively comfortable win if they if he if he's not going to suit up. So I, I like that we're hedging our bets here. It's just smart business. Uh, I am with you on this. I think close game if KJ plays. If State, if he plays, I, I think that at the end of the day, State is just a little bit better. So I would say like 31-27, Mississippi State gets the win. I may surprise you here, though. If, if he doesn't play, I don't know what they're going to do. And I think they're going to be in danger of getting blown out. So I'm going to say Mississippi State 38-10 if, if KJ does not play. Easy win for the Bulldogs. Four if, touchdowns, just a massacre. I mean, I just don't know what they're going to do. I thought that'd be one. I agree. I, I think I, I think the worst thing that can happen for a team against Zach Garnett's defense is to be one dimensional. Yeah, and uh, you know, to, when you to put a quarterback out there who has no experience, hardly at all, he's he's going to dial up exotic packages like you have seen. So yeah, I think State wins pretty easily if there's no KJ. I think it's very close if it's KJ's out there. He is a, he's that much of a difference maker, uh, in my opinion. All right. Um. You want to go Saturday after the game again, 11 a.m. game, or do you want to wait till Sunday? I'll let you pick right now so, there, so our listeners know what to expect. Do I have to pick now? Well, I guess not then. So. I think we'll probably go Saturday. Okay, so you might expect a Saturday. Of course, if State loses, you know, we can go Sunday Sunday night, 10 o'clock. Doesn't matter. But uh, <laughs> 15 minute show. There you go. No, all right, that's all with the sponsors. All right, we'll see you guys. We'll see you guys on Monday. 15 minutes if State loses this game. I promise you that. Um, all right, so probably we'll see what happens Saturday or Sunday. We'll have the podcast back up for you, and then we'll get ready. Guess what? Another big game next weekend, Mississippi State-Kentucky. Plenty to talk about next week on Thunder and Lightning. For Robbie Falk, oh, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Your ass better call somebody!
Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.